Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Don Marsh. Missouri Republicans held their annual Lincoln Days gathering in Kansas City over the weekend. The idea to whip up party morale and enthusiasm for this year's elections. Political reporter Joe Manis was with the party faithful in Kansas City, and she joins me in the studio. Yeah, welcome back, me. Joe. Yeah, thanks. You just just telling us you had a fun trip back from yeah, Kansas City. Yeah, the snow was pretty bad, but hey, I'm here. Yes, you are. We're grateful to have you here. I get the impression, reading uh, what you've posted and uh, other things, that the Republicans feel fairly optimistic, uh, at least evidence that uh, in Kansas City. Yeah. I mean, there is some private concern about different things and different races, but many of them feel that they've gone over the hump. They really think that this, um, that the tax cut bill, which is now law, is going to help them particularly with their base. Uh, Todd Graves, who's a lawyer and former U.S. attorney from Kansas City, who's now uh, state GOP party chairman, said that he thought it was providing some energy among the base that they hadn't had because they feel they have to have their base energized to show up in these midterms or their toast. Usually Republicans, as a rule, are more reliable to get to the polls than Democrats as far as in off years. Um, this year, at least initially, has been shaping up to be very different. But uh, Missouri Republicans, I can say they're almost unanimous. I mean, Blunt is confident. He's doing some stuff in uh, southwest Missouri today. This is Senator Roy Blunt. He's confident that, um, that, this is, that the tax cut bill is selling and that people are seeing a little bit more in their paycheck and that they're going to credit the Republicans for it. Now, there's always a danger there. Um, depends on how Democrats counter that. I mean, McCaskill, in a press call last week, was saying, well, they're going to get a little bit, but wealthier people are getting more. And uh, it's whether or not the Democrats keep hammering that or if they back off. Democrats often aren't as good as stick, getting a message and sticking to it. Republicans are really good at that. Yeah. So it's fascinating to me because, I mean, that message about the tax cuts was – Everywhere. I mean, and um, I think that's one of the reasons uh, Governor Eric Greitens is pushing for more state tax cuts, even though there are concerns within his own party about whether or not it hurts the state's bottom line. But I think politically, there's some who think they need to do it. It seems to be working on that national level. uh, Donald Trump's um, poll favorability ranking has gone up close to 40 percent now, and they must be very happy to see that happening. Yeah, now whether or not it stays, who knows? I mean, because it gets overshadowed by stuff. (laughs) Because unfortunately in Washington, there's something, there's hot news about every five minutes. But yeah, it was, it's always interesting to go to Lincoln Days. If you are cover politics or interested politics in Missouri, Lincoln Days is like a giant uh, day and a half. Uh, It's not a party so much, it's just a junkie's, you know, dream. Mm And because everybody's there, they all have these forums. This year was a little different. Okay, first the governor, whoever is governor, controls his party. And Greitens, um, the state GOP staff, had opted to make close a lot of these sessions, which it still mystifies me. I had state reps who were coming up to me, couldn't figure it out because they were on these panels and they wanted to talk about stuff. And no reporters were allowed in to hear them. 
That, that was very surprising to read. And, you know, all the talk about transparency that we've been hearing for the last year and a half or so, it's, uh, it's not very – transparency is not very visible. <laughs> yeah, and I, yeah, and I complained about that. And it's not about me. I mean the point is is that yeah. I think if you're a Republican, you want your message out of what you're trying to say. Mm-hmm. And um, there was limited opportunity for that within the forums. And everybody's wandering around the halls and they were very receptive. I mean – uh, talking to me. So I have lots of audio of different uh, people talking about different things. Uh, but generally, A, they're hinging on this tax cut, helping to boost the, their momentum and maybe make this fall not so bad. They think that's probably key in their effort to try to defeat U.S. Senator Claire McCaskill, who is the number one target of the of the state party and arguably the national party as well. Well, however, we must uh, get to uh, some things that could be hurting uh, hurting the Republicans this year. And first and foremost, in that is the Governor Greitens' situation with that sex scandal that uh, has received so much attention, at least until quite recently. Yeah, and it's funny because nobody really talked about it. Yeah. the the forms that were open, the way they were set up, there was really no candid questions from the floor. I mean, and previously, this was my 28th Lincoln Days, okay? So every one, there's always been this forum on Saturday morning. This year, they did it different. But people would ask, these were just average people who are Republicans, and they would ask anything. And it could be pretty pointed. And usually you had all the office holders, most of the Congress people, all there on stage, fielding all these mm-hmm. questions. That did not happen. I mean, this time everything that was open to the press was pretty orchestrated. Mm-hmm. But uh, Party Chairman Graves did talk to me about this, and he claims that he thinks they're over the hump and that that's now old news. Uh, Sheena Greitens was there for a rally that the governor had for himself uh, Saturday afternoon. She didn't talk to the press, but she was there. So that was actually news. Now, she, I didn't see her before or after, but uh, as I said, for the most part, you didn't see the governor. He was there, but he wasn't doing that many public events. So nobody is uh, behind the scenes whispering that this is going to really hurt us in the fall, that we're over the hump. Yeah, that's kind of the message. Yeah. I think as long as there's nothing new, I mean, because frankly, because the news changes every every five minutes, not just in Washington, but here. Yeah. Uh, you know, Missouri Attorney General Josh Hawley, who's been under fire, for some of his comments uh, that he made in December but that were made public last week about, you know, his views about who's responsible for the rise in sex trafficking. He blames the sexual revolution of the 60s and early 70s. Yes, he does. And uh, I give him a lot of credit as a reporter in that I did get to talk to him at length about this. And I used some in a news spot today but I'll have – and online, but I'll have some more later. Um, You know, he does – believe that. He believes that that has helped create this climate. Um, he says men are mainly to blame. Uh, and so he is, he A, says this is different than talking like what Todd Aiken talked about as far as legitimate rape and all that. I mean, uh, and, and Hawley claims that McCaskill and her allies are focusing on his comments only because they want to change the subject from the tax cuts. I've seen it referred to as Aiken moment, question mark, uh, this, uh, these comments that he made. Well, he's claiming that it's not. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's saying that you, all you got to do is just see how things are playing out in the culture. I mean, he's a conservative, socially conservative mm-hmm. 
person. And so, yeah, no, but he did talk at length about he wanted to make sure that people understood. Um, he didn't mention it in his public comments, but, I mean, it's just said when I interviewed him, and I, you know, give him a lot of credit for that. He took all the questions about it and, and went on at length about why he feels that that to some extent is true. And he says that, you know, Hollywood and the media are to blame for some of this while acknowledging that sex trafficking has been a problem for thousands of years. But in the age of the Internet and movies and all this other stuff, he, he's claiming at the last 50 years it's changed. But in the midst of all of this, there, we're starting to hear as, through this weekend that Ann Wagner, second district congresswoman, may be reconsidering a run for the U.S. Senate. She decided last year not to, but may be reconsidering. Well, I talked to a number of people about that. Um, I know her fairly well. Um, and while she was not there, in fact, only one member of uh, Republican member of Congress, aside from Blunt, was there because they were all at this retreat in Virginia. Um, what I've been told from pretty good sources there who are close to her is that, yeah, she's looking at it. She's talked to a few people about it, but that it's probably not serious unless they said the difference would be if Mitch McConnell, who's the Senate uh, head of the Senate Republicans, yeah. if he goes to her. But this would be similar to Schumer. The Democratic head, when he went to um, McCaskill 12 years ago and told – this is before she ran in Mm -hmm. 2006 and talked her into running. So I think um, what I've been told is that unless that happens, she's just going to stand back because most of the donors – I mean she didn't raise that much money. She has a significant amount of money in the bank, over $3 million, which gives her a head start. But she didn't raise that much this last three months because – she was focusing on re-election, not yeah. trying to fatten her uh, bank account for a Senate bid. But the attorney general doesn't have a whole lot in his account either, does he? No. He only has about $1.2 million. He raised close to – he raised just under a million. Now, as his people point out, while that's only a third about of what McCaskill raised during the last three months, it was more than any other Republican challenger hmm. to a Democratic – uh, Senate incumbent in the country. So they feel like he, that's being overlooked. And in fairness, frankly, in this age of um, outside spending, there, I mean, there was an outside group that, you know, announced that they had $2 million already to help him. That came out last week. And so there's so many outside groups that are going to be pouring so much money in on behalf of both him and McCaskill that some of that the Republicans privately are pretty confident that it will balance out. But still, if his own war chest is a lot smaller, that's less money that he personally can't control. He can't control what these outside mm-hmm. groups do. And so there is some concern. There is some concern. But they're not panicking. Which would be the better race in your mind as someone who would be covering no matter who the candidate is? McCaskill Wagner or McCaskill Holly? Well, it'd be very different. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think McCaskill-Hawley, you're going to see a lot of focus on the Republican base, the social conservative base. Hawley has a major social conservative following. I mean, he was one of the lawyers in the in the Hobby Lobby case about, mm-hmm. you know, which resulted in the Supreme Court ruling that companies can decide that they don't want to cover contraception in their insurance. Uh, with Wagner and McCaskill, be very different because you have, okay, two women, two pros. I mean— I mean, Hawley is just in his first 
office right now. Mm -hmm. So he's running for another. Wagner is a political veteran. She's, you know, she's been involved in politics uh, for 30 years, more than 30 years. And um, so she d takes a totally different view of this. I mean, and she's all, she has been a well-known, strong fundraiser for years. So, and, and, it, and it would change the dynamics if you have two women candidates. So I think, I think, but whether or not she can energize some of the base like Holly can is unclear. I mean, she may do better with suburban Republican women than he does. I mean, I'm just speculating, and this is, sure. ten, this is 10 months out. Because suburban Republican women, I mean, I really believe if you look at the totals in 2012, they made a big difference in the McCaskill-Aiken race. Who do you think McCaskill would prefer to run against? I mean, we're, we're just talking here. We don't obviously know anything. It's just kind of a speculation. I don't know, because I think she could see it different ways. I think in some ways she probably would, would prefer Holly. But at the same time, as I said, he was, one, he was the top vote-getter in Missouri in 2016. So some people would uh, – some people warn against underestimating how strong Hollywood do. Uh, the, the, uh, this is where I am in this. Uh, some of the other candidates who have surfaced in this race, uh, I'm not even that familiar with their names. But uh, we have uh, Tony Minetti. He was there at the uh, yes. at Lincoln Days. Yeah, I and, talked to him. And, we, and uh, Austin Peterson, the Libertarian. The um, Republican is Tony Minetti. The Libertarian is Austin Peterson. Well, Austin Peterson's a former Libertarian. He's now running as a Republican for oh, okay. for the Senate. I want to make that clear. What about Cortland Sykes? He's been getting some publicity. Well, he was floating around a little bit uh, Saturday afternoon, and I saw him. Uh, he was supposed I was supposed to interview him, but then he disappeared. But um, he has gotten a lot of you know national attention. But frankly, if you look, he hasn't raised that much. He doesn't mm. have that much in the bank. I mean, he is so far behind of all the Republican Senate candidates. He has by far the smallest bank account. He was not um, at Lincoln Days spending a lot of time there, really trying to um, uh, reach out to donors or party activists, which for both parties, that's what these events are for. Um, so he was just there for a short time, Saturday afternoon, early evening. So I while he's got a lot of attention, and I've been around long enough that I've seen that attention can sometimes translate into votes because it helps him with uh, name recognition, um, I'll have to wait to see who actually files and whether or not the money raising gets better. Because while you don't have to raise the most money to win, if you don't have some for some ads, you are you have such a disadvantage. Time's winding down. Uh much discussion about uh, about the memo that uh, got so much attention last week or the Mueller investigation? Actually, only a little bit. Um, uh, Saturday morning I talked to, as I said, Senator Blunt and Holly at length about it, especially Blunt. And Blunt underscored that while he opposes any uh, effort to for Congress to pass some sort of law or bill that would bar the president from uh, firing Mueller. Uh, Blunt believes that the president does have the right to fire Mueller, but Blunt emphasized, he said, I think it would be a big mistake if he fired Mueller, and I have told him that, and he said, the president knows how I feel. 
So I thought that was rather interesting. They've got to have their eyes on what's going on in Washington, needless to say. The impact would be so broad. Yes, yes, yes. And Blunt is one of the more powerful Republican senators in the country. People don't always recognize that, but he is. Joe Manis, welcome home again from your weekend in Kansas City. Good to have you with us, and thank you for being with us. Well, thanks for asking me. Always good to see you. Archive versions of past St. Louis on the Air programs are available for download or podcast at stlpublicradio.org slash stlonair. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio 90.7 KWMU. Thank you for listening. I'm Don Marsh. <laughs>